like sucking. Welcome back to Legit Fat. I'm Joe. Jen is with me. Ben is not. Why are you gay? Uh, he's not gay. He's just got <laughs> shit going on. So who is gay? Ben. Uh, we have our guest Lindsay Sharman on tonight from Rogue Ways and the Middle Path. Uh, I forgot to mention on the last episode, but for some reason, iTunes, Apple, is fucking around with our ratings. We are up to uh, 120-something ratings, and all of a sudden one day it just dropped down to like 99. I don't know what they're doing, but Spotify isn't doing that. And if you want to believe the metrics of all this stuff, we should have like triple the amount of ratings we do on iTunes. So if you're listening on iTunes, which again, if you want to believe it, is about 50% of our listens, go hit that button. Hit one of the buttons. Hit all of them. I don't care which one you hit. Just do it because I want to test this out and see what's uh, what's going on. Are they fucking us around or is it just fake reviews in the first place? I don't know. Could be. AI out there, you know. But uh, Lindsay, uh, do your little plug stuff at the beginning and all the things you want to get out there to the people, and then we'll uh, start yammering. Well, yeah, I have rogueways.org as my site. You can go there and you can get all of the books that I write and all of the services that I offer. I work with people one on one via tarot, sound healing, uh, coaching, and talk sessions for work with the transformation of health at the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. And I have also a shop there people can check out and links to the show I do are the shows I do and all the different places I have communities and stuff. So it's all there at rogueways.org. But I'll say, um, I also, one of my books, uh, way back, it's not one that I even really promote anymore, but it's called The Gypsy on the Res. And uh, I think it's still published under my old pen name, which was Corey Sharman. And uh, you can still find it on Amazon and the reviews are amazing. Like oh, they good. are amazing because they're so vitriolically hateful and there's so many of them. <laughs> and like, Oh, wow. There's people the on there who are threatening my life. There are people on there who are threatening the life of my mother. These are specifically going against the terms of Amazon's whatever review. Like, you're not allowed to do that. There are people who say my real legal name on there, and that's still up there. But the positive reviews I got, those have all been taken down because they have, uh, you know, broken the community agreement or whatever and i'm like oh but like the ones that threaten my life say my name and all that those are cool and they're like yeah no those are fine uh, but the ones that loved your book and said so those those broke the rules somehow how oh we won't tell you how we're just gonna take them down <laughs> like, so this, this makes the... me want to read your book so much more i'm buying <laughs> this right now everyone buy this book i want to see why this happened th that well, review system like... especially you know with jeff bezos company is the penis head penis yeah uh, it, it makes you it's kind of like reverse psychology where you're like Oh, this is probably something I should listen to or read or watch because uh, Bezos hates it. So. so what's the premise well, you know, of the book? You know what they say, too, like good art is people either love it or they hate it. So I'm like, hey, I made good art, right? Like, <laughs> uh, But it's about 15 years old. And uh, what it was was I moved to a really exceptionally remote Native American reservation. I taught there for a year. And it was actually a public school, um, which is rare. It's rare to have a public you know, U.S. school on sovereign 
you know, native territory. So uh, that in itself was unique. It was a really beautiful place. It was really remote, like I said. And so I, I kept like a blog at the time. This is like 2009 or so. And so on the blog, I would just update people about what I was doing and whatever. And I, especially at that time, was even more irreverent, I'd say, than I am now. Uh, I had an even saucier language than I That's often saying use a lot. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, worse. if you've heard Lindsay on day zero, she does not hold back at all. Uh, and and yet I do compared to then. So then <laughs> I was even more sort of like, um, I don't know, incendiary, I guess, whatever. So I was just really honest as well. And I wasn't rude. I wasn't like talking shit about my students or their families or anything. But I was also like, it's so different here. The culture is so different here. And I have some Native heritage and I have some aspects of native culture that I was raised with. Like Elizabeth but not Warren really. or more than that? More, a little more than Elizabeth Warren. But okay. I, but not really, because if you're not raised on a reservation, like you're not really native, right? Like not really. And I had driven through reservations, but I never lived on one. And I was living a hundred feet from my classroom. So I, that's where my apartment was. I'd walk across the football field and go to work every day. Is and, it true uh, that they give you a casino if you move into the reservation? 10. I own 10 casinos now. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. yeah. That's, your, that's just your white privilege, though. It has you, nothing to do with Native. You also automatically get 20 res dogs. They just wander around, and they just will come to you. So each person just has a pack of 20 that come to them every day. And uh, one of mine was called Stinky. That's what I called her, because she was completely mad. She, like, had, like, three layers of fur, and they were all matted with, like, rotting poop and stuff. So Well, it sounds yeah. more like she should have been called Standing Turd or uh, Walking Log or, you know. <laughs> You got to give it more of a native name. Those are way better. Um, so I just wrote about my experiences there, such as that. I'm like, oh, this dog just comes every day. She's so overjoyed to see me. She smells like rotting death. But I have to, like, pet her face because I can't stand not. She loves me so much, clearly. And then I don't even give her food. She just is like, oh, my God, you exist. And I'm like, happy, weird, random dog. I don't know. I love you, too. And so things like this are in there. And. And more and some some stories about, you know, my students or, or the life there, but also like all the names are changed. The place name isn't even in there. You don't know where I am and you don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, and, and so at the end of my time there, someone said, well, you should just, you know, bundle it together and like self-publish it as a book. And I was like, OK, so it's called a gypsy on the res. And, uh, you know, because I move around when I was 40. By the time I was 40, I had moved more than 40 times in my life. So I've I've have a quick succession of like m moving through places, and um, so I was always referred to it by my family and friends as as a gypsy. And so, gypsy on the res, the name of the book. People who I know bought, you know, you sell like ten copies basically because I'm just a teacher. Like it's not like anybody. There's no promotion behind this or anything. And so, but one of the women who was upset that I had left that place to go teach someone, she was jealous basically. Uh, is what I think that I left and wasn't teaching there anymore. She decided to tell everyone there that I had this book, which no people there would have known otherwise because none of them were in it. None of the names are in it. You can't even tell who wrote it. It's the pen name. You don't even know who wrote it anyways. None of this. But she was actually a friend of mine who I got a job in that district. And so she knew that I had this blog and then she knew that I turned it into a book, et cetera. So she dropped this one day in the lunchroom to all the other staff the staff all went and bought it. So my one day I'm just sitting there and I get this like notification that like I have reviews and that I've sold copies. And I was like, that's crazy. I was living at Turkey in Turkey by this time. Um, and so I was like, that's really weird. Like, why is this happening? And then more copies and then more copies. And I was like, wow, what if I'm about to get famous? Like people found my book and they love it. But 
actually what was happening was in this tiny little reservation. Everyone was like, oh, what a bitch. She wrote a book about us and then hate buying the book and then hate reviewing it. So <laughs> hate money spends just as well. Thank That's you. That's what I said. I was like, wow, no press is Brad press. They're right. I've, I've sold more copies. There was a uh, reporter at the time in the, in the region, I should say, because it's definitely not from that town who wanted to interview me, but the, someone from the town, like shut it down. They're like, don't give her more press. Don't make this even bigger. So it didn't happen, but it was pretty interesting for a little while. And yeah, that book's still around, but uh, those reviews are all still there and they're amazing. Just go, if nothing else, go read the reviews for A Gypsy on the Res on Amazon. So you, I'm assuming you have a hard copy or at least a backup PDF of this just in case you oh, yeah. take it down. All right. for sure. It looks like they're going to leave they it up though, though, just so that yeah. people can hate on it more. Exactly. I mean, where are they going to throw their hate unless they got an object to you know throw it at? Isn't that funny, though? Like, they literally specifically took down the good reviews and left up all the ones that actually break their terms. It's probably because people on that res were like, I'm native, I hate this book. And they're like, oh, geez, sorry. No, we'll take down <gasps> oh. the good ones. Yeah. yeah exactly. Here's a casino. Yeah. Exactly. And if you read it, there's no there's no racism. In it. I'm not a fucking racist. Like, I loved my students and I loved living there genuinely. And the book is full of that love. And if you read it, you'd be like, this person loves this place and these people, <laughs> but I, it were doesn't matter. People don't like to be written about. Yeah, Probably. that's what There's, I mean. They were like ashamed yeah. of their way of life and that it was coming to light and they couldn't deal with themselves, even though they lived that life every single day. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's such an insular community, you know, like there, I mean, literally one of my students, I remember leaving, he, and this is in the book too. He left the reservation for like a weekend and he went to this nearby slightly nearby it's still like three hour drive but somewhat close place and it's a it's a nice place like people would go there for vacationing and you know it's it's, it's a nice town that they went to and he came back and he's like miss brown because that's my real last name he's like miss brown uh, it was really weird in that place that i went to and i was like yeah what was weird about it and he was like um i'm not sure i don't i don't know what it was and he's like i mean it was clean and i was like oh yeah most places are and he's like why isn't it here and i was like that's a good question i don't know for sure <laughs> like that like that is a real story that occurred <laughs> it wow. confused him here's another one and and <laughs> this is like almost scary but one day i was like oh you know we have a school library it's cool but this is like a k through 12 campus it's all in like just a couple small buildings and so the library is not super great and there's a little library about 40 minutes away and I was like what if we went for a field trip one day to this bigger library and they got bigger options and more options of stuff they've never seen before and my principal was like this is amazing let's do it we got them all library cards ahead of time so it was all set up and like everything we got the bus set up we get on the bus we're going there we get there and they're all just like standing there and I'm like well you guys go like look at the books and they're like why we're not gonna have time to finish them and i'm like well no but you're gonna like pick some out and and take them home and they were like take them home and i was like yeah and they're like these people are gonna let us take these things <laughs> and i was oh. like yeah that's I, I like i'm getting chills right now because at the time i almost started bawling so i'm like yes that that is the whole point of this they're like yeah but there's cds over there i'm like yeah you can you can get some cds and they're like but how do they know we're gonna bring them back and I'm like, well, they hope you, you. do. <laughs> they <laughs> hope you do. And they don't know for sure. But like, that's how this works. It's a trust 
system. Like you bring back and then you get to take more things and then bring them back and then take more things. And they just didn't get it. it. Like I had to convince them to pick things out and take them and that it was okay. And that no white people were going to come after them to get their stuff back. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was intense. And, and this is just not that long ago. Oh, this is 2009. That's insane. That's yeah. amazing. You taught them a completely different lesson than you set out to teach them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, her lesson was white people good. White people Don't are pay okay. attention to history. <laughs> well, they can be, nope. but it's just like a library isn't a scary place. The world no. isn't a scary place. You don't have to stay on the res. You can yeah. go out in the world and be yourself. You can go off the res, which is a, apparently a so racist term. Now. Why do they feel that yeah. way? Is it because of the way their parents teach them? And I'm not bad mouthing their parents. Is it like a cultural thing where it's passed down? Why? Why do they? Well, feel they so rarely. They these this specific group at least rarely leaves that reservation. So they only know the life there and there uh is not a public library there. So they just don't really understand that system. But they, they also internet? Huh? They don't have like internet or they have internet, but uh, but like not they didn't use it all that much, even in hmm. 2009. I mean, we had to go to the computer lab and then like if everything was working correctly, we might have a few things accomplished. <laughs> like uh, I'm sure by now it's even better than that. But so it's like not not there, but it's definitely not in most houses there. They wouldn't have hmm. it at home most often. Most it, it was a hundred percent poverty below the poverty. I, I'm level. actually down wow. with that. They're they're actually probably some of the last few off-grid people, as off-grid as you could get. That's a thing too. Like they had a big appreciation for nature, like most kids I've taught don't have, a big understanding of you know where food comes from, which most kids I have taught don't have. And so there's a lot, a lot of that going on. But yeah, they just don't have the experience, you know, of the of what the world outside of the res is like. And the res is like a gas station, a really small store, and like a pizza joint, and then just houses and then the school. And like that's it. And then to get anywhere off off the res is a really, really far drive. Like, it, it almost really reminds far. me of like Amish, like a different style of Amish where they're they're just kind of insulated in their little world. And when somebody goes off, they're like, oh, well, you're excommunicado now because you're a traitor. actually, yeah. And we're going to work to try to keep you here because, you know, and that part is like every this is every group of people. Actually, if you think about it, they're like, we're going to work to keep you in this group because once you leave this group, it proves to us that we don't have to be the way we are if we don't want to be. And then we have to take responsibility for how miserable we are. <laughs> However miserable it is, it's varying levels of misery, but it's always like, you can blame the world, you can blame other things until someone just like you changes their life and then you can only blame yourself. And no one wants to do that. So the, the crab in the bucket thing <laughs> I've learned is all realms of society, all layers of the hierarchy, like everybody's doing that actually. Yeah, but it's it, but it's on the res too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's what like it's a uh, tribalism at its finest and not even like us against them, just like this is ours. Like this is what we do. If you don't do that, then you must be against us. Instead yeah. of just being like, oh yeah, go out, check check out the world. Do better yourself. Let us know about it. Tell us these tidings of San Francisco. Is there really shit on the street? I want to know. <laughs> there is. Oh my Can God. confirm. Going to well, Seattle was like the coolest thing that could happen to you in your life it was the coolest thing that happened in my life when i was a kid and we weren't even that rural but like this is so much more rural than that that like this was nearly impossible <laughs> to even conceive of oh <gasps> you're gonna get to go to seattle so yeah it it, it like was Atlantis a really beautiful experience but really so, sad do you keep... in many ways too oh i imagine yeah. do you keep in touch with anybody from there or they all they just all hate you and they all fuck hate off? me oh, okay. what's really weird is i um 
And like, there's no real reason to, especially the adults who I worked with. I'm like, you have no, I, I, I published a memoir under a fake name and all the names are changed and none of you are in it. And even if you are remotely, even slightly mentioned in it, it's in a positive way, but you hate me. Like why? That, you, know, you, know, you know what that makes me think <laughs> is that not only what you said was totally true, but it struck a nerve because they know it's true. Exactly. So that that's why you should go read or, the book then. So not necessarily. I can just like that boy who left and didn't understand that most places are clean. Yeah. You brought up things. You brought things to their attention that they didn't even notice or think was weird. But hated or think it once they realized it was true. Think was weird. Yeah. And maybe when they read it, they were like, why is it dirty here all the time? Yeah. Hmm, I've never thought about that. So maybe you you caused them to think in ways they didn't want to think. Right, people I, hate that. Yeah, and I've had people who have been like, well, don't you think, don't you think you should apologize? And I'm like, for what? And they're like, well, you know, you it hurt them that you did that. I'm like, no, they hurt them by, <laughs> by reading this and not enjoying it. This is what I said something a while ago where I was talking about Lizzo and I was talking about how Lizzo is is very fat. And one of my friends at the time was like, what? I can't believe you said that. And I was like, said what? And they were like, that Lizzo, you said those things about Lizzo. And I'm like, I said Lizzo was fat. And they were like, yeah, why would you say fat. that? And I'm like, yeah, this is an objective fact. Like, I'm not like judge. I didn't call her stupid for being fat or judge her as a human. Or I just said she's fat. And she's like, well, when you saw me, what did you think? And I'm like, well, I didn't just think, see you and go, wow, that person's fat. But if you're asking me if you are fat, I will have to say yes, because you are. Like, I'm not. Because I'm honest. Why would I lie to you about it? I mean, if you were just kind of pudgy like me, I probably wouldn't call you fat. But if you like, what are you going to ask? And what do you expect me to say? So, like, I'm not going to lie to people ever unless like it's to save the jews hiding under the floorboards or whatever right or like if there's a real good reason i'll lie but usually there's not and and i think that this is a problem we have in society in general is we lie to ourselves we lie to each other it's called enabling there's and a then bad we protect habit the lie and yeah. call you the bigot for saying true things it's the same exactly. I mean, we live in a world where you can't even say hello lady Without pissing somebody off who's like, actually... How do you know I'm a lady? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. And also, I identify as skinny. I'm trans fat. You know, that whole meme. So <laughs> you, you can't even say true things because they'll twist it and say it's not true because this is not how I think. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, we're not talking about how we're thinking. We're talking about what I'm looking at. Have you seen a mirror lately? Go look in right. one. T tell me what you see. Stand on a scale. You don't, even, you don't even have to be that mean about it. But yeah. Uh, uh, but the yeah. way that Lindsay broke it down <laughs> was be, like... Though. What did this person say? What was their response? Well, they well, they were first of all, I was like, well, when I first saw you, I didn't just think you're about your size. I thought, wow, there's the person I've been wanting to meet for a long time. This is really fun. And like at some point, sure, your size was noted in my mind, but it wasn't like ever a thing that I cared about. Right. And again, if you ask me, am I fat? I'll say yes. And if you never ask me, I'm never going to say yes. And it doesn't matter to me either. So I don't spend time thinking about it. And I don't know why this is upsetting you. And they were like, well, this blah, blah, blah. And you're rude. And it hurts people when they see that. And some people struggle with weight. And I'm like, I struggle with weight. I, I would do. never expect someone to lie to me about my weight, though. <laughs> and I and what is really going on is if it hurts you to see or hear the truth, then you are the one that's upset about it and you're the one hurting you. You're already hurt about it. This is just giving you the chance to like notice and then maybe do something about it. 
but like i'm not right hurting and you. so i'm not hurting think, you just by existing and being honest <laughs> it's not hurting them. and think about like somebody who genuinely is not aware and again nothing against fat people like it's your health you do your own thing whatever but you are objectively yeah. fat at a certain point and if that hurts you that means that you should be doing you if it like if it, it hurts you you know you should be doing something different and maybe you're that person that is blunt enough to say that and that person goes you know what fuck Lindsay. i'm gonna go on a diet i'm gonna eat better i'm gonna exercise and she comes back a year later and is like am i fat now bitch and you're like no yeah. good for you you're oh, not anymore damn, good so job yeah <laughs> thank you to me well, i don't know that's exactly it you're the one who feels bad about it like because otherwise someone would say you're fat you'd be like yeah i am and then everybody would move on and they, but that would mean that so there's a certain <laughs> point that you get to because I gained a ton of weight when I broke my leg a long time ago, but I gained a ton of weight in a really small amount of time and I couldn't lose it. Obviously, I couldn't even move. So and then when I could walk again, my body had adjusted to it and I had gained like 25 pounds from where I am now. And I was like, wow. I'm, I wasn't huge or anything. I wasn't in plus sizes, but I was much bigger. It's and uncomfortable. I, yeah. But you just have to keep but you have to keep buying different clothes like there's some if you've never gone through a weight struggle which i i can't imagine no one's ever gone through it but you have to buy different clothes it gets expensive and then there's a point where you just let go and say eh fuck it i'm gonna eat chocolate cake all the time and you let that go knowing perfectly well that you shouldn't because there's always that voice in the back of your mind saying eh, i just want to get back to where i was i just want to be healthy again but if you keep making bad choices and then choose to just be okay with it then if someone calls you out for that, it's all of your own bad choices. So kind of coming back to what you're saying, calling you out you're for your hurting choices, yeah. you, but but you squish it down and you don't say yeah. anything. So you're like resurfacing all of those things that they're telling to shut up all the time. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Even though I hate my life every day, I look in the mirror and I'm like, God damn it. I wish I was 25 pounds skinnier or whatever. Right. That's why so, the enabling yeah. thing is so bad for everybody. It's like enabling a drug addict or anything else. Being fat's the same fucking thing. Like, I actually just... did have someone tell me I was fat. And I was like, oh, like not fat. They didn't say you're fat. I wasn't yeah. huge, but they're like, you've gained weight. And it was a person really close to me. And it was so insulting that I was like, fuck you. And I lost 25 pounds in like three weeks. It was actually super unhealthy. And the doctor was like, you're in ketosis and you're only eating carbs. Like, how is this happening? How is this happening? But it's fine. It worked out great. It worked out great <laughs> for so me we too. We all need because... like a, you know, that, I don't know, motivation, whether it's Sometimes. good or bad. Well, and it it's worked the out great for me because she, mm -hmm. she, uh, gained boobs and ass, and then when she lost weight, uh, didn't lose any of that. Yeah, Bonus. it was actually great. It was the universe smiled on me for doing something about Smile it. Smile on me. My <laughs> my dad gave me that advice probably inappropriately when I was like ten. He was super trash, and he's like, Lindsay, if you ever want really big boobs, you just gain a lot of weight and then you lose it. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> it totally works, <laughs> and apparently it works. So hey, thanks, Dad. Cheers to that dad, yeah. I mean, solid advice. Every every dad should say that to their daughter. Dude, he was full of wisdom. He was the same person who taught me, uh, as trashed as he was, he was the same person who taught me, if it's easy, you're probably doing it the wrong way. And I was like, like for a long Maybe. time, I was like, uh... And then eventually I was like, oh, because the right things are usually pretty hard, actually. Like, not eating cake every day is actually kind of hard. It can <laughs> right? be. I'm actually glad that I uh, am not a big fan of cake because that's always like the go-to fat person thing. Like, oh, cake. Fuck cake. It's dry <laughs> and gross.
Oh, you've good. never had a raw food carrot cake, which I've I had carrot had. cake. That's delicious. Have you had but raw food carrot cake? I don't know what that is. Raw food. Yeah, tell us. Tell us more. Dude, carrot cake's so, my favorite cake. This is so funny because this is the same period of time that I was working on that reservation. I was doing a raw food diet for like two years, I think. And so uh this carrot cake is one of my favorite things to make so you soak raisins in i think apple juice and then okay, you i'm done you did your son <laughs> <laughs> and you soak some pecans in i probably apple juice too i don't remember and then you juice just like a shitload of carrots you can do anything you want with the juice you have to keep some of it because you're going to use a little bit in the cake but the pulp is actually what you're after the pulp becomes the cake and so you mix the pulp with like the raisins and the nuts, this nut that you floured, floured nuts in there, all sorts of shit. And it's like soft and that you never bake this. It's just raw. You just mix it together and just like let it sit and it forms into this nice gooey moist as fuck, like delicious carrot cake. Then the frosting is coconut. It's hardcore actually. So you have to like get a real coconut, chop off the top or whatever, save the water separately, dig out as much meat as you can, chop up the meat whatever, have a food processor, pour the water back in and it fluffs it up like a coconut cream. And then you add honey and shit for sweetness. So you have this like pure fat, basically frosting with like honey in it on top of that beautiful moist cake. It's the best cake. I've okay, I'm, you changed my mind. Make me one. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds I'll someone make me one too. Raw food is so much work. It's such a, it's the highest amount out of all of the various diets I've done throughout my life. That one takes the most effort. Oh, I mean, I don't know what that, I've never tried that, but when I started to learn how to cook because my mom was a terrible cook and she in inspired us to be like, okay, fuck it, cook your own food. I'm like, all right. So She's I got out the old Betty Crocker in 1995 and was like, let's see what we can do. And then once you start looking into it, it's like, wait, I want to make this from scratch. Wasn't so your how mom you... using that recipe book too, though? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, she she was just using, wasn't she's using the back of a uh, a can of green beans and like there's say, the a the back recipe. of a green bean can it's like open, pour in, serve. Add no salt <laughs> or pepper, nothing. Yeah. Just heat it up and then serve. It's wilted spinach. It looks like grass trimmings. It's delicious. <laughs> just eat it. No, so I I started breaking it down not to that extreme, but like of how to make things from scratch. And it got to the point where I was like I might have to grow my own wheat and like grind it up and make flour because like if you want to go down to the base of what's what you're cooking yeah. you'd have to do that I that'd have not be done so that. rad though like that it would that would be the life if you had could grow or create most of your food or all of your food on your own property so you know exactly like the quality you're getting because right now it's a fucking shit show you don't know you buy like organic and it could still be laden with every single chemical because that year they got their exemption you don't know i, I said that same thing the other day i can't remember who i was talking to but i'm like I don't even trust organic food. It's way more expensive and it's USDA certified and I don't yeah. trust the USDA. So, well, you can go look in their requirements or whatever. They have all these exemptions that people can apply for to be able to actually use the chemicals that they say that they're not using for like one to five years even and still be under the organic title. So like you literally could just be getting bullshit. There was just this thing that came out that all of this food is uh, laced with chloramiquat, which is some, you know, new, horrible, even more horrifying chemical than ever. And um, like 90% like of cancer. people. Yeah, basically. And all like 90% of people's urine have it in it, which means they're exposed to it like so consistently that you can test for it because you shouldn't, even if you have some, you shouldn't be able to discover it in your Like in glyphosate, your same thing. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but even people who ate only organic had it. And also when they tested organic fruits and vegetables, most of them had it. So like, 
Well, yeah. I, I made that argument a while ago too. I'm like, even if, if, if it's organic, even if you grow it in your own backyard in organic soil, what are you watering it with? I don't even trust the rain anymore for Christ's sake. Like even if you watered it with yeah. rainwater, I wouldn't, I'd be like, there's still shit in it. So it's you better. can't escape it. Yeah, it's better. I know we don't have to worry about rain here in the summer. When we grow plants, there's no rain during that so. time. But still, <laughs> our our tap water doesn't have fluoride in it. I do know that. That's um, so they say. It is cool. And it's I don't know why it doesn't have fluoride in it. I just know our dentist was like super pissed that our water didn't have fluoride because <laughs> so they wanted <laughs> No, they wanted to give us the she fluoride was stoked, treatment and, and the they're dentist like, was like that? Well, we don't have fluoride yeah. in the water here." And I was like, we don't that's amazing i had no idea yeah all right cool and they yeah whatever either way but there's tons of other terrible shit and they're always cloud seeding over here so who knows what's going in to well, our i food. can't remember like if it was what in the world are they spraying or why in the world are they spraying or one of these like really old chemtrail documentaries from like the early 2000s but i think it was in one of those where they're showing what falls collecting as like almost like really fine webbing you can like barium and strontium and all that stuff yeah, yeah. so like Fucking and weird. there's desiccated flesh and like mold and all this crazy shit in there and it's like that's on your food right. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna stop that right how do you stop something that's being sprayed across the sky you have to just constantly grow it in a greenhouse i guess i we have we built a little garden area out back and i was thinking of just putting a tarp over it even though it would kind of prevent direct sunlight it would also prevent all of that stuff from falling on it. And I yeah. I think that might be better. Well, there's the that day. gauzy sort of stuff they have for intense sunlight anyway. So the sun is still getting through, but it's like blocking some of it. So it's not wilting everything when it's really, really intense. And that might be that might do the trick. And actually, it might we all might need to do that because like this summer's the height of that sun cycle we're in that's causing all this chaos. So uh, it's probably going to be a crazy growing season. Oh, so. And now, time for your friendly ad break. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh, so let's get into that. Not to like take a hard right turn, but like how, uh, what do you think about, because there's been a lot of debate about solar flares, whether they're actually real, the Schumann resonance, uh, as I call it, the Charmin resonance. Uh, <laughs> there's a, so the, the AT&T outage, not to get into current events too much, but a, a lot of people were saying that was solar flares. Some people were saying it's a cyber attack and it's a test for whatever. Are they blaming things like that on natural phenomenon or is it just being caused and they're like oh it's that it's not us i would opinion. say it's the other way around and that it's being caused by natural phenomenon but they're gonna try to take credit for it with their whole cyber polygon thing in fact part of me feels like that's what covid was too possibly if we look at 
Invisible Rainbow. I don't know if you guys have read that uh, book, but it got really popular during the COVID time because uh, it's a terrain theory. Basically, it's a terrain theory book without meaning to be a terrain theory book. And so the whole germ theory, terrain theory thing was big. And so this book came into resurgence. It's actually a little bit older. And so in Invisible Rainbow, he basically goes through and describes, I think it's Arthur Furstenberg might be the author, but he goes through and describes the history of plagues. And the history of plagues just so happens to coincide perfectly with these sun cycles. And so every time the world is bombarded with huge amounts of electromagnetic radiation and, um, you know, these high charged particles, uh, people get sick. This is and this is all before any sort of human technology that we would call electronic existed like the black so, plague or the bubonic yeah. plague yeah bubonic plague, black plague all these sorts of things so maybe not every single one because some of them actually are traced to like bacteria that we can identify but but a bunch of them like but especially poop? the ones the ones that we call yeah <laughs> the ones that we call flu basically are the ones that are most often tracked to this um effect so he maps that out and you start to see like well that's weird so like when the sun flares up like people get sick and and it makes sense because we're electronic being electronic we're electrical beings we have an electrical field it's measurable it's not woo 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 people like me talk about it but it's actually like a real measurable thing um and so it would make sense that electric stimuli would affect our electric body so you start to see that then he talks about how um as soon as let's say the telegraph was first right telegraph comes out people started getting sick and they were getting sick exactly where it was coming out and exactly as it was being used and as it was being used more people were getting sicker and more and it sicknesses. looks like a, it looks like a, a pathogen mm. is spreading and it looks like a pathogen is spreading because it's going at the same rate and it's or faster and and a lot of times at, at these times people would say like how is this disease spreading this fast people can't even travel that fast and it's like but these waves can, but no one was thinking that that would cause illness. So no one was looking at that. There actually were people looking at it. And there actually were a lot of people studying what they called like electronic illness. And I have, I forget what other names they had for this, but um, there's neurasthenia, I think was one of them, but not a lot. And it started, started to die, die down because business started booming with all of these things. So then radio comes out, more people get sick, you know, and a TV, more people and blah. And now we have 5G rollout and then we had COVID. So some people are like, well, was there ever even a Wuhan thing? Is there even, does the injection even actually matter? Or is it all 5G slash this solar cycle and the combo is just like leveling people? And that's a really interesting question. I'm not going to say that I know either way what is actually happening, but I know that the psychopath class is the type of people who would see something like that, know that it's going to happen and want us to think that they're the ones doing it because we're more controllable when we feel like they're infallible and that powerful and that they could do anything and they could pull off something like this. So it seems more maybe, like a magic trick, like some misdirection type shit. And then we're not paying attention to the 5G stuff. We're only right. paying attention. There's just division. And they're like, that's fine. I don't give a shit if people hate the injection or don't care about COVID or don't believe it was real. Who cares? They're going to fight about that. And they're not even looking over here. Right. And I do think the injection is causing people to get ill and, and whatever, but it could very easily be both too. And so it's really, really fascinating too. Could be working in tandem. A lot of people think that too. Right. Yeah. And we're, and we're not even at the peak of this solar cycle. And so if it is already causing like satellite outages and if satellites even exist. <laughs> like, is this the, right? is 2024 the solar maximum or is it? I think it's a summer. 
Wow. supposed to be yeah i think it was supposed to be later but we are also so there's like two solar cycles yeah there's so the there's, mini one and the big one and we're, and, the mini ones oh. are the 11 year cycles but we're actually in i don't one. even know what it's called we're in a solar minimum technically i think it's the grand solar minimum but we're at the like grand. 19 year but, cycle of the but solar we're max in the or solar max so there's like it just runs c concurrently so there's this long period of time where there's solar minimum solar maximums but then there's an 11 year ish cycle of solar 11? minimum solar maximum so we're at like a, a point in time where even a really bad solar maximum shouldn't be that bad and they're pretty bad so it's kind of scary to think we're going to pick up and actually be in this larger cycle closer to a solar maximum because there's a solar maximum in that cycle and a solar maximum in the 11 year cycle Weird. that we're not even close to yet. And it's an election and it, year and everything else. Like, yeah, it's a crazy Pluto and all this stuff is happening. So this is weird what too. With Pluto? Pluto's Pluto, returned. <laughs> Pluto's returned. Yeah. So the <laughs> the United States was born in 1776 and Pluto was at a certain point. If you cast the United States as a birth chart and got like all its planets and okay. its places yeah pluto is like here let's say well pluto has now come all the way back to that same place in the chart oh for, for the u.s specifically so the u.s is having its pluto return and also yeah and then at the same time god i can't remember it all Pluto is also doing something just on its own on a grand level. And I just did this episode with Athen Comenti and he lays it all out. And I'm like, wow, this all makes so much sense. And then it's over. And I'm like, I can't remember any of this stuff. I know. That's why we record everything. So we can go back and listen to it and be like, fuck, we need to take notes on this. Because that's literally a lot of information. How, yeah, that's literally how this like life started for me. I started first like blogging and writing about things because I was like, I learned too much and then I forget where I learned it and then I don't even remember what I was doing. So if I have this like written record, I can go back and be like, oh yeah, here's what it was and here's the source for it. And, da, da, da. and then it turned into a show and now here we are and it's been, you know, how many years? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> how long have you been doing your show? I think I'm at five, maybe almost six years. And I just had my, my fake a thousandth episode. I think I had a thousand episodes way before that, but I delete a lot of them over the years. So I'm probably at like <laughs> a thousand some, uh, but it's a thousand officially on on Apple Podcasts now. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations. A thousand episodes. Yeah. Isn't that Amazing. insane? Wait, we, <laughs> yes. I just took a piss. We went from Pluto's return to a thousand episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, that's how the show goes. <laughs> Um, whatever uh, else Pluto was doing, though, I do remember is what was happening. Uh, oh, it's Jupiter, too. Whatever is happening, it was the same conjunctions that have been happening every time the world has multiple revolutions all over the world. So that's another, okay. like, expectation is that we're all going to uh, change well, I mean, dramatically, not just, like, every If anybody listens to Tim Pool, he's been pushing Civil War for quite some time now. Dude, so. And that movie's Never. coming out this year. So they're just giving us the little foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. The didn't movie. The, what was it? Contagion, I think, came out the year before COVID. Oh. Oh, right during or? No, it wasn't during COVID. Contagion did not come out. The one COVID. that came out it during right COVID, before. though, was, uh, remember, Wasn't it was it like. called COVID? <laughs> No, there was one. Or something. <laughs> there was one that we watched, and I think there was a British version and an American version. What, what the fuck was it called? Remember? Was it a TV show? It had, it had that dude. <laughs> Utopia. Utopia. This is how I describe things. Oh, Utopia. Yeah. yeah. That one dude that played in the. There other was only movie. one season, and it was about conspiracies and weird yeah. shit happening. But um, yeah, no, con Contagion though was a crazy um biological plague movie. It was very stereotypical, boring. We did not watch it. But it came out, I think, in 2019. 
So then, because a lot of people were saying that, we just had the Obama, you know, cyber polygon movie come out. And then this Civil Wars movie is going to come out. It was hilarious. We kind of watched Tim Pool now and then. And then he started just saying Civil War every other like paragraph. And we were like, who's paying him to say Civil War this often? This is not an accident. Like he gets like a hundred bucks every time he says Civil War. Oh, I'm sure. No, Con Contagion was 2011, but there was a oh, lot of other movies. There was something else movies. then. It was a different movie. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, there's a lot of virus movies that were going around leading up to that. So it, it's so weird because if you think about it now, it's like it primed people to believe that. So when I think about that and I think about all the uh, all the sci-fi movies that are showing either the alien invasion trope or like we were watching one the other night called uh, Constellation. It's brand new. I had no idea it was brand new. And it's about a, a disaster on the ISS. And then yeah. there's one that kind of par not really parallels it, but another one that's called For All Mankind. Isn't there one just called ISS? No, it's called Constellation, which I don't know how that plays it's into it. It's brand new. But... It was just released yesterday. Yeah, I thought that was literally called ISS. I don't think so. Maybe in oh, another it's... country. No, For All Mankind is interesting, though, because they're, they're showing a... It's almost like a Philip K. Dick version of events like the man in the high castle ish type of thing, but it's 1969 and the Russians got to the moon first. And so they sh they're showing like what would happen if that happened. And it's wildly different than history went. So it's just interesting. I don't care whether you believe we went to the moon or not. I don't think we did anyway, but it's just interesting. All these movies that, that are coming out that showing apocalyptic themes, alien invasion, all this stuff. And that's always been around, but it's, there's a lot of it out. Hammering like, at home now. So many now. And you just, it just makes you think, what are we getting primed for? And for the movie Civil War to come out during a time when the country is, they, we all hate each other. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> Why would they allow that to happen if they gave a shit about our mental states at all? Yeah. At the same time, they're saying mental, mental illness is uh, the all-time high. They it's want like, us well, to reference it later. Surprised. So whatever happens in this movie, I want to watch it just so I can pay attention to the certain points in it because it's going to be something we can reference later say oh that's that's just like this part in that movie because people are going to do that dummies are going to do that and say oh yeah. they're just like these people remember civil war <laughs> it was like that movie oh well that's happened a lot that... crazy in that movie remember they're the ones who ruin everything that was my um, thing. Uh, one of the first shows we did, we talked about pre-programming, and uh, my pick was Men in Black because that came out after a lot of the Men in Black classic stories, and it just made it, it was a satirical spin on that whole Men in Black theme that you see across a lot of fucking alien UFO type things, and they just made it look like it's totally real, it's a government thing, but it's a funny movie. So yeah. whenever somebody brings that up in real talk, they're like, <laughs> yeah, that was a movie. Yeah. An Ager suit, sugar and water. Yeah, you're stupid. It's just, you know, who knows? I feel like this is why they name things like Tesla. I feel like that's why he named his company Tesla. He doesn't give a shit about Tesla. But like now it's really a lot harder to find information about Tesla because you find a bunch of shit about a car instead. Um, have you guys ever had a, a Men in Black experience? I have not personally no. yet. No, but yet. I mean, <laughs> jokes on them. I watched that movie and then heard all the Men in Black stories. And that movie is definitely fucking pre-programming bullshit. I 100%. Or post-programming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, from, yeah. But I, it's so believable that if aliens came down, they would do weird stuff. They would be like, I want to look like a human. This is what yeah. humans do. And they just act super weird. They have no 
they're taking directly from no actual stories. Whether those stories are yeah. real or not is one thing, but they're taking directly from actual accounts that are saying they're true and just twisting it into this but like people funny... who didn't know each other who at the exact same time a long time ago when there was no technology for them to hear the other person's story have the exact same story of a weirdo yeah. who is very pale skinned their flesh kind of looked like it was falling off they don't know how to open wearing the door. all black clothes with a very old car they ask yeah. them they ask them about having sex at the dinner table they ask them what a fork is oh what do i do with this water like they don't or know they'll how to get do a meal things. and look, look at the meal and go and then just like stick their face in it. Like they do weird <laughs> shit. If you want to yeah. believe these accounts. It's do you just have weird. a man in black story? I do. Well, maybe Ooh. like, I don't really know, but um, it's kind of has some men in black elements to it, but it also could have been just like an actual weird FBI agent or something like, but I was a kid. I was like, probably thir no more than 13 i would say i was at my friend's house she had horses and so we were riding horses in this really beautiful area like back behind her property and you go up over this bluff and it's like really cool and old abandoned like you know barns and stuff back there and we were just riding along and this guy just like pops out behind of like a little shed or something like in the middle i mean it's not the middle of like nowhere nowhere but like n you would be on the trail or not you know and he's like behind a shed and he just pops up and he's like hi have you guys seen this person and what's really really weird to me is like i've never been able to remember what he actually showed us i don't and, and like maybe that's just memory memory's kind of weird like it's not a hundred percent i don't trust mine it, at all right it shifts over time and stuff so like I don't actually know what happened or didn't happen, except that my my memory says he jumped up from, from behind this shed. We were kind of like, what the hell? He was perfectly dressed, like suit and tie, like crisp. Did he have know? a late model car that made no sound? Well, there was no car at all because he just came from behind a shed in the middle of the woods. Like it was it was weird. <laughs> but like, especially to come from behind a shed in the middle of the woods and have this perfect suit on, like black, perfect suit was he I mean, really this, pale yeah, it's not really hunting attire it's not something you'd wear into the woods even no. if you're looking for someone and trying to be professional it's a Very plain clothes day at that point you know and and so like also to get to this place for us at least like you if you go along the road at all there is like a trail from the road but like there were no cars there so like where was he coming from were you know like he, he wandered through the woods from wherever he parked or like so that Did was he ask too. you any more questions besides he have you seen this person this is all I remember him asking. Have you seen this person? Held it up. What's really weird is when he asked her, she just was like, no, and confused. And then he asked me and I also said no and was kind of confused. But he like had a smirk for a second before he turned away and left. And I was like, what? Was it, this <laughs> then, wasn't preceded or like followed by any UFOs or anything that, that you remember? Not that I remember. And and hmm. I do seem to remember something in his ear, which is also indicate possibly indicative that he was a government agent and not a like alien pretending to be a human, but I don't really know. Did and he then, look dead or, or super white? He, I remember him looking very white. Like literally, I mm -hmm. remember thinking like he's a very light skinned person or he has a lot of light features or like he's pale or something like that. So there's some memory of that. And then what's really weird is we didn't talk about it. And we never oh, talked about it. Oh, that's always a weird one. <laughs> That's so always when I look back on that, I'm like, why didn't we say who was that guy or why was he looking or what just happened? Nothing. We just did not mention it ever. And I'm like, that's also just not like me. I'm like, what the hell is that? Or like, what are we doing? Like, why is this? And like, I want to talk about shit. We didn't talk about it ever. So when I first thought back to that, finally, someday, I was like, wait, was that a man in black experience? Wait, why didn't we talk about it? And then it all sort of clicked at the time. It didn't seem like anything at all.
You did need he have to do a hat? Did you he have like a fedora or a derby or anything on? Or I don't remember him having any hat at all. Hmm. But I don't remember. You should do a hypnotic regression to see what he showed you. I wonder if it was like a picture of you as an adult, and that's why he's smirking. That's like so oh, awesome. Have you seen this that's person? a movie. That's a movie <laughs> yeah. plot. And oh, then yeah. he was like smirking, like, eh, "Yeah, it's you someday. Yeah, you're gonna make a huge difference." <laughs> You're so gonna... How much stock do you put into that? Not to rabbit trail too much, but how much stock do you put into hypnotic regression? Because I've heard not just with alien stories, but a lot of people that are trying to like access hidden memories or whatever. I don't know how much to trust that. Yeah. And a lot of people say hypnotic suggestion and they're kind of like coloring it by the questions they ask and whatever. But there's been a lot of weird things that come out of it. I just yeah. don't know how much is, I don't know what hypnotism actually is is first of all i would be yeah. terrified to actually do that me too I'd because be i say what enough say weird do. shit yeah yeah, I yeah say but if i like start humping the couch or like right. pick my nose or do something like, oh, i'm not worried about that i do that <laughs> i do that kidding. sober <laughs> no i i just i'm kind of worried about doing that i mean i get out of my mind all the time you know with other things but hip hypnotism seems strange so how well, much how what do you yeah. think about that when i was young uh, again, when I was a teenager, I was kind of fascinated by this idea because I had heard that if you get hypnotized, you can tell someone like how many breaths you've taken and like you just your brain has recorded literally everything. And I was like, that'd be kind autistic. of fun. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun <laughs> to like know certain things like how many times have I farted or whatever, like, right? Like, that'd be weird. That. So <laughs> I've kept track. I keep but, track. Um, so I was always like, I think that'd be really interesting to do it. And then, um, I realized that perhaps someone could hypnotize you against your will and get you to like divulge things or get you to do things. And MK then I got Ultra. weirded out by it. So then I was like, no, I never want to be hypnotized. And then I decided I will never be hypnotized because I'm deciding right now that I will never be hypnotized. So even if someone comes and tries to hypnotize me, it won't work because I've already told myself you will never be hypnotized. So this was literally like a year later, I was working at a coffee shop and this guy comes in and he was like, hey, like blah, 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 and order stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm just traveling here. I'm doing a hypnotism thing. I'm a hypnotist. And I'm like, oh, I can't be hypnotized. And he's like, everyone can be hypnotized. So I was like, no, I can't be hypnotized. And he was like, I'll hypnotize you right now. I was like, go ahead and try. It won't work. And then like, he tried to hypnotize me. As far as I know, it didn't work. But then I've always thought like, what if maybe you're still in a hypnotic state and you just don't know. <laughs> or what if I did a bunch of weird shit and then he turned it off and was like, don't ever tell her. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was hypnotized That's or not. That's what freaks me out about it. Yeah. That's what freaks me out about it too. But what it actually is, is you're being put into like a deeper brainwave state, right? And I don't remember which one, if it's like theta or whatever, that TV actually does it to you all the time. So you've been hypnotized a million times. Like you've just dropped into this lower brain state. If you've been driving and got somewhere and gone, wait, I don't remember any of that drive. You Road hypnotism. Hypnotized. Yeah. yeah. So we've all been hypnotized, actually, and we've all been in these states. If you meditate deeply, you're hypnotizing yourself. People ask me, like, when you do your spiritual work, do you go into a trance? And like, technically, yes, because technically I go into a meditative state, which is a hypnotic state, which is a trance state. So, so like, I've come to realize it's not as scary or weird as it sounds, but I had a friend who was doing her certification for uh, various types of therapy. And she was like, will you be my hypnotism practice? Cause we have to practice doing this for my, my certification or whatever. And, you know, I trust her. She's my friend. So I was like, sure. But I I'll just tell you, like at some point in my life, I programmed myself to be unhypnotizable. And I don't know if that's a thing or not, but like, if you have problems, hypnotizing I'm going to just me, roll like, with it though. This is why. Yeah. So she tried and she did it. And I honestly felt like I was faking it. 
for her to be able to feel like she was good at hypnotism because like nothing in my experience really changed. And, and she was asking me to like, remember things or go back to things or, and I was like, this is just like me sitting here doing this, even if no one was here, like I didn't feel different. So now when I'm like meditating all the time, I'm doing all these things, I feel very different. So I don't know, like maybe I really did program myself to not be able to be hypnotized by other people, but I can hypnotize myself. Well, I mean, so I the, the only I way I would believe it with myself, like I wouldn't just believe somebody who's like, and snap, you don't remember yeah. going, no, I don't. Do you have a video of this? Can I see the video of me squawking like a chicken and walking around flapping my arms and stuff? Well, it takes something in the person. The person has to allow themselves to be hypnotized, in my opinion. I think so, it's, too. It's kind of like falling asleep. I think you can accidentally fall asleep, I guess, over time. But you can't just lay down and be like, sleep now. You yeah. have to kind of let it happen. Um, so if you said to yourself, at some point, the, the brain is powerful. It and is. it's not even just the brain, the soul or whatever it is. We are powerful beings in that way where we can say, this is never going to happen to me. And it would take maybe some sort of warlock or maybe yeah. uh, a shaman from Brazil who could maybe <laughs> hypnotize you in some way. So I think MKUltra never, never stopped. <laughs> and I, it, well, like scopolamine or something like they, if you want to talk about chemicals in the water mixed with media, mixed with injections, mixed with whatever Ooh. spraying, um, we're probably all fucking hypnotized to a degree. And if you realize you're hypnotized, you're really hypnotized anymore. I don't know. But yeah. it, I was thinking it made me think about the uh, the movie. Now you see me great set of movies, by the way, if you want, if you're into like magicians and shit. But one of the dudes played by um, Zombieland guy with his name. Woody uh, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. <gasps> I never He's the get hypnotist. it right. He walks up, whispers something, and snaps, and they're automatically hypnotized and do this thing. I think that's a Hollywood representation of, you know, hypnotism, when really it's probably more of a lifelong thing where you're constantly subjected to images and yeah. smells and chemicals and everything. And before you don't even know you're hypnotized because you're just living your life, doing your thing, going to work, paying your taxes. Uh, so, Matrix. Yeah. Well, this is also the basis of trauma and therefore trauma mind control. So, and, and I learned this because I ended up realizing I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder and I did not know that until I started having flashbacks. And what the flashback actually is, is your brain has experienced trauma at some point. It couldn't deal with it. So it just like shattered the memory into all these different places in your brain. All the different sense experiences of it are all shattered around. They're not in a cohesive whole. So you can just be living your life one day, whatever, and like light glinting off of something across the street can hit your eye in a way that was exactly the same as the trauma moment. You don't consciously know that, but all of a sudden, all you know is you're like terrified. Someone's trying to kill you or something and like everything is horrible. So this happened to me. I was smoking a cigarette. I asked the guy for a cigarette. I was smoking it. And then I looked at him and I just threw the cigarette in his face and turned around and started running full speed down the street in the middle of the night in the city street. And luckily one of my friends was like with it enough to just run <laughs> after me and was like, what the hell is Lindsay doing? The poor guy threw a cigarette in his face. I feel so awful. Were you on meth though? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, good question. But no, uh, I had like literally a beer and a half or something. Like I wasn't even drunk. Um, but I started running and luckily he chased me because he like grabbed me right before I leapt into traffic. Cause I just was so not even present at all. Um, and that 
is something like being deeply hypnotized, right? If someone can know your trigger and they've programmed it into you actually, and that your trigger is them snapping, right? Which would be a bad one because a lot of people snap. Uh, but you then would I maybe go into a state, <laughs> right? Like Al Roker on that freaking moment on Good Morning America or whatever, where he just all of a sudden like goes like stiff oh, and then yeah. just stops responding. Like some of these- There was a lot of that in 2020, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I feel like we can see people's handlers now, the more you look into it, like Kanye West's new wife or whatever, and just different people you're like, oh, there's the handler. This person has been trauma mind controlled. And Isn't his new and wife Pete Davidson? <laughs> Just have you seen his wife? I'm in awe times. of the perfection of her tits and ass. Like, oh my god! Oh, is that what you call it? Ugh. What you don't think so? No. What? No. His I mean, newest it, wife. If I was black, I guess. Who's oh, his I newest don't know. wife? I've not seen that. I don't know. I don't know her name, What's her but name? She, oh, she. He basically has her naked body all over his Instagram. So if you want to pull it up, you can. You can see everything you want to see. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for sure. I feel like she's a sex doll. I'm like, how did you even get these proportions? Like, it's probably it's AI. It He's might Kanye. be. <laughs> and a lot of plastic surgery. That goes a long way. I mean, yeah, let's not MK get started Ultra on Madonna. Handler Fuck. is an AI sex robot. <laughs> hey, maybe all of the CIA has been AI this whole time. CIA. That would be why. <laughs> that would be why the men in black are so weird. Yeah, because they're trying time, to mimic time traveling humans. androids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of wanted to get back before we get out of here. I just wanted to get back to we started off on this whole like calling people fat and that's objective truth and all that. <laughs> How do you? Uh, I'm sure you come across this a lot. Besides your uh, your book, how do you deal with people that are? How do I even put this? Uh, Stupid. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, but ignoring. And, and there's a lot of people who have a problem with this too, but objective, re, objective reality or objective facts, like think as far as you want to take that, whatever, how do you deal with people like that? Because there, there are some things that people, you know, you're on social media, people come up to you and you're like, you post something and you get a thousand fucking trolls on there that are like, this is objectively not true. But it, I mean, in our community, especially you're like, no, this actually is true as far as we know, because look at all this. Yeah. Right. Like, how how do you deal with it? Because I just ignore them. Probably not healthy, but I um genuinely am so punished by the algorithms that I don't get to interact with anyone online. So I I'm oh. literally you can go to all my social accounts and you can see there's zero likes, zero comments, like most of them most of the time. And even when friends comment or whatever, I'm not allowed to know that they did. So they can screenshot their comment below my post. I can go to the post and it's not there for me. So like I, I'm not allowed what? to have friends or talk to people. <laughs> so um on like, Instagram wow. and social and uh and Facebook? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, like everything I can think of. What about um, true wow. social? I've never tried it. <laughs> Maybe it would work <laughs> for me. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know, and then and then once I say so like I made a post one day and I was like, hey, nobody that will see this since no one's allowed to see my post. And that one got like a hundred comments and like and I'm like, go fuck yourself, you assholes. But that's just gaslighting really at that point. What the hell? Deep gaslighting. Okay, while we're on the subject and then I'll come back to this question. Uh I don't know if you guys saw the picture I posted. Um, but I get gaslit in the sense that my phone has a constant ugly filter on it that only applies to my face. I'm not exaggerating at all. I Mine can, does too. I can, <laughs> I can literally hold my phone up, have it be showing me my face in selfie mode, be looking in the mirror, and they're two completely different faces. 
right? I, I've taken a picture of what's on the phone, be it what's on Zoom, be it what's in the mirror. The mirror and the Zoom look exactly the same. But every that compared to the, the face on my phone is like my chin is long, my cheeks are wide, my forehead is huge, my eyes are like crazy. Like I have all of these wrinkles and shit. I do have some wrinkles, but like not like this. My skin tone is like, the. it looks like I'm dying. Like this is the pictures of me that my phone takes, whether it's in selfie mode or someone else is holding it and facing it at me. So it Have is you tried somebody else's phone? Yes. Other people's phones show me normal. <laughs> my phone oh, fucks me time up. Time to trade that fucker in. Every time I get a phone, I'm not even kidding you. My entire life <laughs> of getting phones, they are instantly having the exact same malfunctions. Well, let me cut the trolls to the chase. You're just full schizo and whatever. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, that is, that is a... Uh, that is fucking weird. And so the technology Sorry. in the phones now, I this is the thing. I would totally believe that. Oh, you have your to IP is tracked to each it. person. We literally <laughs> yeah. have the mark of the beast in our pockets. Our IPs are tracked to us personally, specifically. Our phones Every are hoping our yeah. phones are hoping that I mean, we're not our phones aren't thinking anything at all, but the creators of the phones are hoping that we're only looking at the phone for what we look like. That is our mirror. If we look in an actual mirror or ask someone what we look like, that's not real. What's real is what the phone shows us. That's well, what it's say, supposed to be. Yeah, not just what we look like, but what we're worth, right? Mm -hmm. Why won't anyone, like, cause if I were, I would say your average person and, and this was happening to me, I'd be like, why doesn't anyone like me? Why doesn't anyone comment? Everyone hates me. But I'm like, well, in reality, <laughs> that's not true at all. In fact, I have, I always point this out on YouTube. I only ever got up to like 3000 or 4000 people before they nuked my channel. I go over to Rockfin and within way less time, I have 12,000 people and the total number of people who could possibly even find me on Rockfin is a exceptional amount smaller. So it doesn't make any sense unless it was exceptionally squashed and suppressed over all the time. And who knows how many people I would have reached. So I, if I didn't already know that, I would take all of this and I would hate myself. And that's the goal of any abuser, right? It's it's isolation, make you feel worthless. Now you won't do anything to get yourself out of the situation and you're disempowered. Um, so it's, yeah, what we look like and also our value of ourselves and our estimation of our effect on the world as well. And then so they build you up too. That's what the abuser does is they'll, they shame you, shame you, shame you. Then they build you up and want you to trust them. And then once you're you're oh, weak yeah. in that moment and you're like, oh, okay, thank you. A little bit of love, that's all I was craving. Then they shame you again to the point where you're just craving that acceptance. And what One does that sound time. like? The government? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. We're yeah. in an abusive relationship with our government. So to, to that point, the other day, Instagram was like, your reel reached way more people than normal. Good job. Keep going, girl. And I was like, go fuck yourself. You decide every day who sees or doesn't see my shit. People see my shit. They like it and comment on it. You won't even tell me that. So you can eat a dick and die. But it's the yeah. same thing. They want me to be like, oh, okay. I'll keep trying now, Instagram. I'll post everything. Like bunch of assholes so anyways what i do with people who can't understand reality is i ignore them if they are honestly asking i will tell them or if they seem like they genuinely can still think what the best tactic is is to ask them questions why do you think the electric car is better for the environment why are what you gay why are you gay where do you think they're getting the materials to make the batteries who's mining it and <laughs> what country what is the environmental impact of that What's you know what happens with those people? 
<laughs> you they never explode. hear back from them. We've talked about this a lot. I deal with trolls on a not so much of a regular basis because most of them are just so not well-spoken and they just don't have a point to what they're saying. They just go, dumb, or no, that's not true, and then down oh, boat, and then Trump they're out. Oh, he's a supporter. Or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. They don't have anything actually like well put together to say. If they do, I will, you know... Be like, okay, I will engage with you and be like, what? why do you think this? Even those people that have a well-thought-out, good argument, I still never hear back from. So I don't know. once what, they see... What is it? It's the same thing. Once they see the mirror, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to look at that. I just wanted to look at you. I wanted to tear you apart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look at me. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What fun. they wanted was a very angry response, and they'll never get that. No, so, it's like, yeah. so I'm out here, we're out here in public, people like us are out here in public, bearing our fucking souls with stupid things that we think. You get this little no-name troll that comes in on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, and is like, duh, stup, don't like it, stupid. It's like, so wait a minute. So who is gay? Yeah, who is gay now? <laughs> so I think that bothers you so much, and it bothers me too, in, in the way that when I listen to content, if I don't like something or I don't agree with someone... I just don't listen anymore. Just, We've talked yeah. about that right. too. But I would never feel like my opinion is so important. And I'm not saying it's not important. If there was something that I felt very passionately about, I would definitely say something. But if it's just like, I don't like this, or they're un incorrect about one fact or whatever, something that doesn't matter. Oh, wait, they're human? Oh. I'm not going to oh, downrate them or put any negative energy towards that just because I don't like it. Like, I'm not that special. No, I've never thought in, th in that thought sense. to go into a right. comment section on a video that of a person that I enjoy watching to put a timestamp link and be like, actually, <laughs> this is not true, and and not say why, just say actually this is not true, and then fuck off out of there. Like that, who does that? Who spends their time I, doing yeah, that? The best I'm saying this because this nothing. is going on YouTube, yeah, exactly. and I can't wait for one or two people to do that exact thing. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. I always say to like when people are like, well, you're da da da, whatever, fill in the blank. I'm always like, well, luckily, I don't know you or care about you. So it doesn't matter what you think about me. Like, you can hate exactly. me. Won't change anything about my I life. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you can love me and think I'm amazing. Doesn't matter to me. I don't, Still know don't you. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but once we're connected, I mean, obviously, we care somewhat, but it's, um, it's really like you, you <laughs> know yourself. And, and this is also going right back to it. When, when someone hurts your feelings, it's actually you hurting your own feelings because they're, they're right. Usually you're like, you're hurting my feelings because what you're saying is true. And I don't want to think about that. <laughs> right. Not what anyone actually says. Um, but yeah. Know thyself is a great thing, and more people should do it. And I don't mean know thyself as in only think about yourself and can't see past the end of your nose. That's a different thing. Know who you are and what you what your triggers are, because those are your responsibilities. Be okay with yourself. I know that's going to yeah. trigger somebody, but sorry, your triggers <laughs> are your responsibilities. Yeah. Like if your triggers are farts, we got a people who, <laughs> on our channel who farts are their trigger. Your problem, what? not mine. Don't listen anymore. Why are yeah. you gay? The, the that might be result, the episode title. The, <laughs> the end result of that thinking is why we had masks and social distancing too, right? Well, you're offending me, so you have to stop doing that. Well, you're going to get me sick, so you have to wear a mask. Like, they're the same thing. And it's like, well, no, I, neither is true, actually. I get to do what I'm doing. And, and if you feel like it affects you and you want it not to, you have to go away. <laughs> That's what has to happen. I don't have to please. change me. Feel free to go away from me. I have yeah, no problem I love with that. that. Actually, yes. yeah, 
I'm, and I'm not the media going to change who I am. All of us were just, we were killing selfish. people. We were, we were murderers. Oh, and that's what turns people into that is they they look at us as the enemy, more divide and conquer. There were fines. There is. were people talking about you're going to go to jail if you're outside. That's that's there was I, there was an article Jason Basler who we're going to have uh, back on soon from the Free Thought Project actually posted a meme that he posted in like 2021 or 2022 that was a, an article that said this percentage of Americans think that. Fines and jail time are okay for questioning the COVID sharp things. Not wow. for not taking it, not for anything else besides questioning it. Besides questioning That's the probably fines. not a real article. I feel like now, they, they put not. out... I, I'm we not saying it's not know. a real article. I don't think it was a real study. I don't think they asked a bunch of people. Because yeah. if you asked a lot of people, they were in the middle during that yeah. time. Right, no, it's Even just propaganda. People who, but people either who way. got vaccinated and people who didn't were still like, I'm just doing it for me. Right. Like, I honestly don't care what you do and I don't want you to die either, but I'm yeah. scared and I'm taking this. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people would be like, you can't question it. They probably asked like five psychos and then yeah. were like, a lot of people, <laughs> think, people this. think this. Yeah, that's yeah. How most, most of the of people those, I asked, like, everyone I asked, Gallup polls and all those things go, most of those studies, they, they concentrated on a sp specific area where they want the answer to be a certain way. like downtown san francisco exactly and how they scientific ask, experiments are not supposed to be done right they ask yeah. a question from like a hundred people and they're like out of these hundred people in downtown shit covered san francisco this was their answer therefore the country thinks this way they were like in yeah. a protest outside of a, a i don't know a company that was clinic. still open yeah and they were no like <laughs> angry that that company was still open during covid and they pulled all of them and they were angry that people were questioning the like, narrative. Like, out of something like that, these one hundred yeah. protesters, ninety nine of them said this. Oh, weird! What a great <sighs> scientific study. So glad we have applicable. you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for wasting our time and money. Yeah, that was a crazy time. It was crazy, but like you said, I do think most people were in the middle, and I think a lot of people weren't willing to say what they really thought because they were terrified of the mob. The mob right. was everywhere. You go to the store, and people would like be freaking out at you. Such they were afraid time. of their families and friends, though. They were afraid of losing people close to them. And then they all felt that way. And so they all acted appropriately. But now it's okay to talk about. I even, I read an article, who knows how real it is, but they said, it seems very real because the title was, uh, a study shows that the COVID vaccine has a small effect on heart and your heart and brain. And then yeah. I read through it and they were saying, that there are studies that have it was the largest ever covid vaccine study also oh you they said put the magic that words the are booted on youtube so, no it, this is an article that people can read i don't remember where it was but i promise it's out there and it, it, it was on fox news it's not like they were shitting on the covid vax either because they use the word small so it's mm -hmm. just a little effect but they're admitting that it has some effect but anyone who said that it does anything was completely banned off of everything in 2020 and 2021 if you even remotely question, I'm like, so if they, I they don't even put the fact in, check anymore. Yeah, it's weird. That totally went away. They don't even they put just like it. Well, the death ticker went turned off the day Joe Biden got into office. Oh, right. Yeah. Like Everybody on stopped CNN. Dying. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't matter anymore who was dying because now we have Biden. <laughs> well, they still like, started. Just... They still talked about how many uh, people were diagnosed with COVID. 
They yeah. were like the the but like the constant no, it went from death rate to, to case rate. Oh yeah, the constant ticker. Like it never went away. No matter what they were talking about, it was there. Like more people mm-hmm. are dying, more people are dying, and that that part stopped. Like they would still talk about it, but it wasn't oh, this yeah. constant presence. Talk about brainwashing. Talk about hypnotism, and people would say like, "Well, maybe I should turn the TV off." I'm like, "Please." god dude like you're not well it's <laughs> terrifying to you watch you haven't left home in this. six months please you're turn just, it off god you can't even think or talk about anything without breaking down like it's not good even Go if outside. everybody was dying how would this be helpful exactly this is not helpful <laughs> uh, no i'm gonna put oh a profile god a profile frame on my picture and sit in my house and talk shit on Twitter. And that's going to help everybody be more healthy and get better in climate change. Generally getting really, really scared and being high stress and not leaving your house at all and staring at a radiating light source is the best way to stay healthy. That's what I've yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah. And make sure you DoorDash McDonald's too, because I've heard that helps your uh, vitamin C uptake. That's and... what everyone was doing in 2020. That's when I started DoorDashing because nobody was outside and DoorDashing yeah. was very lucrative at that time. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go outside and do stuff. And it was super weird. It was like apocalyptic. I had to wear a bandana around my neck. So I kind of looked like steampunk-esque because <laughs> I had to wear, I had to put Pretensive. the mask on and yeah. I was never going to wear an I think N95s weren't allowed, actually. But and so now that, deli- that's the only well, thing you that's had allowed. to pull it up to get Weird. the food to deliver to people sometimes. So I had to wear it, but it was awesome. People were terrified. They'd be like, "Leave it at my door," yeah. and then as soon as I'd walk away, they'd open the door and be like, "Thank you so much!" Like they wanted so bad Aww. to just have human interaction, but they were too scared. They no, just went I, back to their TV, ate their McDonald's or Burger King or what Taco Bell. I had a coworker had a who would his sister would order things from Amazon during 2020. She'd let it come to the door, obviously not touch it. She'd go outside when it got there and spray it all over with Lysol and God. let it sit for three days before she took it inside to open it. So I yeah, delivered those chemicals are so good for you. That's too. normal. So I delivered yeah. regularly to this house, actually in a very rural area, which was shocking to me. And it was when Walmart and DoorDash were partnering. They aren't here anymore. But uh, so I'd have a huge order of Walmart groceries. I'd bring it down to their house and they would have stations set up. And she'd this grandma would come out. She'd hobble out of the house. She'd call her grandson out. And he was like 16. He wasn't a little kid or anything. And he'd come out and get a bucket and they would start spraying and washing every single item, including fruits. So like the the rinds of a fruit where you're never going to eat that part of it. They were cleaning it with like soap and detergent and whatever chemicals that they were cleaning it with, letting it absorb into that fruit that they were then going to eat later. And that was fine. And then they would let it dry. And the only reason I saw it is because they ordered so much that it would take forever for me to bring everything over. And I watched them and I'm like, holy shit. They asked me the first time if I had gloves when I was delivering. And I was like, no, do you guys just want to get it yourselves? And they were like, sure. So I stopped helping them and I just stood there and they just pulled all the stuff out of my car and wouldn't let me touch it. It was all in bags and then left. They, and they understand they that you nice, but... touched it to get it into the car no, that they other definitely... people touched all their no, food they don't. to make No, they it. had no idea. No. <laughs> That's the hypnotism. And I was breathing around <laughs> them and not wearing a mask. So like, ob- yeah. and I wasn't killing them either. I wasn't trying to hurt them. I was just trying to bring them their food like everybody else. But the stupid thing is those same people will like order food from a restaurant that definitely scratch their balls and then touch your food. And maybe somebody, you know, 
put a poo fingernail in there. Like people don't understand what goes on in restaurants, period, oh, unless yeah. you've ever worked there. It's so bad. to think to think that you're being safe by spraying it with Lysol is just stupid. To like, think that eating out is the answer to not getting sick is crazy altogether. You're <laughs> the highest likelihood of getting poisoned when you eat out. Like this is like because of poop finger. Yeah. God, like who hasn't been have you ever been poisoned? to McDonald's? Oh. If you have You've been food poisoned at some point because have you seen the retard teenagers that work in those places? They're not washing their hands. They don't give a fuck about your food. They're trying to get high and talk to their boyfriend. That's what they're doing. And they're scratching their ass and then being like, here's your fucking Whopper piece of shit. Like, that's what happens in those places. I've been yeah. there. So yeah. And stop. you were a teen. Did you wash your hands a bunch when you were a teenager? Because I know I did not. And I would ask. I remember the first time that someone told me that they don't share drinks with people. Cause I was just a kid <laughs> and I was like 15, 16 working at a grocery store. And I asked my manager if I could have a sip of her water. And she looked at me like I just told her her like mom was crazy. a piece of shit. She was like, uh, ew, no, you definitely can't. And I was like, why? She's like, I don't share water with anyone. Do you? You shouldn't. You're like, at obviously all. I do. I was way like, that's the only way that I get water. Like, yeah. having, <laughs> I was a dumbass teenager. So Dude, after that, I was cigarette like, butts out of ashtrays and smoke oh. them. I used like, to also yeah. smoke meth. So I know what you're talking I about. I used to, yeah. whatever. I did that too. I definitely, if there was a, a, ha a that's good how we got a lot of cigarettes. And I was broke. Yeah, that's a cigarette. And yeah. all of the germs have evaporated at that point. That's that how was I what I told myself. Oh, too. I didn't even I think like, about it's been germs. long enough. We're fine. Yeah, they I was smoking else. drugs. I didn't care about cigarettes. germs. I just shared a crack pipe with somebody. I didn't give a fuck Ugh. about germs. It's really true. Yeah, yeah, that's not even on your but mind. Then you like, get the I mean, one like, technically, it's... I don't care if I live or not. So, like, who cares right. if I smoke this cigarette? <laughs> no, and you find a real good long one and you're like, fuck yeah. And you start smoking it. It's menthol. And you're like, shit. Well, I'm still going to smoke it, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> why is well, that Lindsay, the only flavor of cigarette we've ever had what why is that the only flavor of cigarette we ever have we've had cigarette or we have menthol cigarette we don't orange we don't cherry we don't well, vanilla california like, we, we don't even it? have menthol anymore oh yeah it's illegal now. they have knockoff california menthol. is so insane they're like we have to protect everyone from everything all of the time that we decide is bad for them if they think it's bad we don't care but we get to decide you're like well i think it's bad that my streets are covered with shit and needles they're like no 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 that's fine but we need to protect you from menthol cigarettes you're like what right <laughs> that makes me think There's menthol no... cigarettes are probably healthy in some way i have no idea they probably are well Did before we, uh before we get out of here anything else you want to plug just rose rogueways.org and you know on rockfin with us and like like you said i don't believe those numbers on rockfin either sorry rockfin i yeah, we love true. you you're great but i don't believe those numbers i don't believe numbers from anywhere Period. No. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. There, there could be billions of people who have heard us, and there could be zero. I have no there could idea be like ten, on. and we've yeah. heard from all of them. By yeah, now, you just so. have to like be okay times. with the fact yeah. that we're Under doing this, names. sending yeah. it out, and be okay with whatever comes back. Yep, that's no, it. Just, yeah, we just like we said, we're just recording, farting it out to the world, and do with it what you will. Don't care. <laughs> that's, I remember that's when how we much had like confidence you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when we had like five people who devote like they were devoted to listening to the show and i was like that's amazing and that's when it got to 50 i was like that's more people than we could have in our house so i'm yeah. very grateful for that so totally. i was just picturing all those people and i'm like that's i'm good there 
Yeah. So it's true. So every single so. listen, every single person, you're like, this is someone who could be doing literally anything mm -hmm. else. And all of this content that exists in the world, and they've chosen to be here and listen to me. So I have a lot yeah. of gratitude for everybody out there as well. But yeah, rogueways.org right. is the place to be. That's where all of my stuff is. It's the hub for everything. So it's easy. And, and awesome. you know, if you want to come and talk to me on social media, you can prove me wrong, wrong for a little while before they start hiding your comments from me, too. Find yeah. me there. Well, you got a limited <laughs> window, people. You heard her. Yep. Get after Get it. Him. Go send send your hate <laughs> mail now. And that reminds me, send your hate mail to us, too. We all, we love that stuff. It's super fun. It fills up my day because I have nothing better to do while I'm at work than to field hate mail. It's super fun. It's Mostly I just delete them. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck everybody, and we will see you next week. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Legit Pet. Please address all content grievances to gofuckyourself at yourman.com. See you next week.